It's been 10 weeks that we've hoped that uh, there would come a day when we, we gather with just a couple of people at church. And, and during that time, there's certainly been the hope of a probability, but we've had to lean into a different kind of hope as well. And so we begin with this today. Hope is not a probability, but a promise. But a promise. But, but we have to hang on to that hope. Our key verse that we'll look at today comes from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. And I want to invite you to say it with me right now. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Isn't that a good word? These are challenging times. Unforeseen twists and turns, unforeseen ups and downs, unforeseen stops and starts. Nobody, nobody saw this coming. Well, there's been a lot during this season to help us lose our grip on hope. If you're a senior in college, for example, or just graduated, you entered college with the very best jobs market in your lifetime. And you graduated with the worst job market in your lifetime. I've been doing some walking in my neighborhood like all of us. Haven't you been doing some walking? And every now and then you do some street talking, you know, where you stand on opposite side of the streets and you, you talk to each other. And I, I met a, a family in my neighborhood whose daughter just graduated from college and she was coming home. They were excited. And then they told us, she had obtained a degree in hospitality, and her dream was to go to New York City and work in the hospitality industry. I'm sorry for her. She's at home now in Birmingham, Alabama, wondering what's next. And for our grads, some of our grads who are, are here with us today, wow, what a journey. I can't imagine my, my senior year just sort of stopping in March. Sure, I still had to go to class, but I didn't get to do any of the fun stuff, right? I can't imagine missing my senior year of soccer. I can't uh, imagine not going to that baseball championship that my friends won. I can't imagine no prom, no powder puff football game. Do, do we still do powder puff football games? I can't imagine uh, not decorating my children's lockers that senior year with pictures of their lifetime. So I just want to say to you guys, I'm sorry. Um, I think I would have made it, and I think, I think you're going to make it. And today we're going to talk about part of that, that hope that will help us make it. Because right now, if you're headed to college... You don't even know if you're going to get to go to class or not. Not yet. You're hoping, right? You're hoping, but you don't know. Not yet. And to add to that, even worse, things that help all of us lose our grip on hope is just the condition of the world around us. Fear, anxiety, uh, political, nah, nah, nah. Um, 
controversy. I read last week that uh, prescriptions for medications related to anxiety and depression have gone up 20% since March. We're um, experiencing uh, higher rates of divorce and suicide. And I think there's probably a hidden thing that's happening too. I can't imagine that addictions aren't worse because when we're recovering from addictions, we need our people and we've been living through a season where we can't be with our people. And then um, to add on top of that, I haven't even mentioned this thing called a virus yet, but y'all knew what I was talking about, right? But to add on top of that, some people have said that this virus is God's plan. God's plan for this age, for this world. Can I just share a word with you before we dive back into Hebrews? You see, God's plan does not happen to us. God's plan happens for us. Isn't that good? And we find in here that Paul, uh, or the writer of Hebrews, was challenging us to not give up on God's plan that's for us. You see, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise now now this was written to brand new Christians who were being pressured to sort of go backward and take a step back and re-enter their their faith their Jewish faith and to give up on the hope that Christ would offer and 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 that's why uh the writer of Hebrews had just spent a good amount of time explaining the uniqueness and the superiority and the goodness of Christ so he could give those new believers confidence. And then he switches gears here in chapter 10, and he begins to talk about the heart, and he begins to talk about putting that knowledge into action. Let us hold tightly without wavering. Well, what's, what are we talking about here? Hold tightly. You know when you first get that driver's license and uh, you're out those first couple of times driving around, you want to show off a little bit, you know, and you just want to show that you, you got game, you, you got skills with your driving, so you, you sort of lean back in your seat, you know, and, and prop the, the wrist over the steering wheel, maybe give a little cool wave, and you're just sort of easing down the road real slow. Well, this is not, that's not the grip that Hebrews is talking about. The kind of grip that Hebrews is talking about is it's pouring down rain, it's 2 a.m. in the morning, your wife is in the passenger seat, slumped down just a little bit, in labor, saying, hurry up, honey, we got to get to the doctor. And you put your hands on 10 and 2, and you hang on, and you press the gas, and every now and then you glance at her, and you hope everything's going to be okay, and you're hanging on for life because you're going to survive. That's the grip that we're talking about here. But it's not just a physical grip. It's a grip of the heart. It's a grip of the attitude. It's a grip of our beliefs that we hang on to this hope beyond what we are experiencing today. I like driving a car to the hospital. We hang on to the hope that we affirm. And the hope that we affirm is, is not just any hope, because as believers, we have this incredible gift to us. Our hope is not 
a probability. It's a promise. It's not a probability based on our ability. It's a promise based on what God has already done for us. You see, the hope we affirm is the promise of a Savior who sacrificed for us, who is with us, who wants to be for us, and who has a plan, who has our best interest in mind. The hope we affirm has a name, and his name is Jesus. In, in, in Jesus, we find that I'm not judged for my worst deeds or my best. I'm not condemned, and I'm also not put on a pedestal. I am not my worst moment in life, and I'm not my best moment in life. I am instead free in Christ because my hope is not about the probability of my ability. It's about the promise of what God has already done for me. And that promise rises above any circumstance. That promise rises above any ability, any relationship, any experience, any opportunity that I might have. That promise rises above what a government can tell me. It even rises above what our medical system can tell us. And it even rises above whatever the sin in our life might tell us about who we are. The hope we have in Jesus Christ is a promise that eclipses all hope that we could place in anything else. You see, even if everything good happens, we hang on to that hope we affirm. And especially when everything bad happens, we hang on to that hope that we affirm. Have you been paying attention the last couple of weeks? I'm, I'm going to throw out a sincere uh, compliment here. Guys, your lead pastor, Carter McGinnis, has crushed it these last four weeks in our series, Finding Hope. We found that God is still working in our world. We, we've been challenged to, to have an even-if faith instead of an only-if faith. We've been told that uh, faith is being certain of who you follow when you're not even sure what's going to follow. We, we've leaned, in, leaned into the idea that God is working for good. Guess what? In all things that are bad. Let us, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. Our God is a good God. We have a hope that as followers of Jesus Christ, we affirm and we can trust God to keep his promise. See, the promise is based on this. Jesus is risen. Jesus will always be risen. 
Jesus is with us. Jesus is still in the life-saving and the life-healing business. The promise is that Jesus is and will always be our Savior, our Forgiver, our Leader, our Lord of Lords, our Mighty God, our Prince of Peace, our King of Kings, our Wonderful Counselor, our Everlasting Father, our Alpha and Omega. Jesus will always be the bread of life, the living water, the good shepherd, the great high priest, the light of the world. Jesus will always be the door, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus will always be the deliverer the chief cornerstone, (laughs) the resurrection and the life. Jesus will always be our hope. Isn't that good? I'm not a big fan, but uh, preachers pick up illustrations sometimes. In the book series, in the movie series, Lonesome Dove, uh, there's two men, Augustus and Jake, who are fighting for the attention of Lorena. Okay. But there's a line where Augustus is uh, trying to convince Lorena of Jake's, you know, unsuitableness. And, and Augustus or Gus says to her, Jake is too leaky a vessel to put much hope in. And then he, he goes on to say, but all vessels leak to some degree. Guys, our circumstances, our abilities, our experiences, our opportunities, whether we're going to actually get to be on campus or not in August is too leaky of a vessel to put our hope in. We have a greater hope, and our hope has a name, and his name is Jesus Christ. You see, because hope is not just a probability. Hope is a promise. Hope is a promise of what God has already done for us. Now, I want to get really practical as we close today. Because I've told you to hang on. Hang on to the hope of Jesus Christ. But how do you do that? How do you exercise your grip? How do you tighten your grip? How do you keep your grip in place when these circumstances really do come and and want to pull you away, when when the car hits a bump, when the curve comes and you're trying to hang on for dear life? How do you do that? There's lots of ways to do that, but in the two verses that follow here in Hebrews, we get a glimpse of a couple of things we can do. So so the first verse is verse 24. We started with Hebrews 10, 23. So 24 says this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. How do we hang on to the hope we affirm? We motivate each other to acts of love and good. We don't argue over which one of us is right or or this or that or or that we motivate each other to acts of love and how about that that we would be representatives of the light of jesus christ in the world that that in turn causes us to have a tighter grip on the hope of jesus and then the next verse verse 25 and let us not neglect our meeting 
together, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now, let me say something. I don't believe that this verse is telling us that in the middle of a global pandemic, that over the last 10 weeks, we should have been gathering together. That's not what this verse is telling us. What this verse is telling us is that whatever our method, whatever our means, whether it be Zoom, whether it be street talking, whether it be texting, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Facebook, whatever our means, whether it be FaceTime, a phone call, let's not give up meeting together, but let us use whatever means we have to encourage one another. You see, as great as it's been that through this season and moving forward, we will have the ability to share both on campus and in homes all around the community and the state. As great as it's been that we have that ability, ultimately our faith will never be about content that we produce. It will always be about what we do together. You see, the hope that we affirm requires that as believers in Jesus Christ, we work together to love and encourage each other, to not give on, on working together, to make a difference in the world around us. So I encourage you. I don't know what your future has in store for it. None of us knows, do we? Some people talk of a, a second wave, a third wave. I believe we, we need to be careful. But whatever happens, our hope is not a probability based on our ability. It's a promise based on what God has already done for us. He is with us. His plans do not happen to us. They happen for us. Let's lean in. Let's affirm. Let's live the promise of Jesus Christ together. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you that you have not stopped pursuing us and that you have not stopped working in us and for us and through us. And so, God, I just pray that that everybody who's joined together this morning, God, that we would commit in our hearts that we would lean into the promise of your love, Lord, that, God, we would hear your voice say, keep going, you can do it. And, God, that we would hear your voice say, even if you can't, I'm still going to be there on the other side. God, we love you. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray.